Hey, what's going down, man? It's going down. Yelling timber. You better move. You better dance. What's going on, friends? Today is Saturday. Saturday, the 4th of September, to be exact. It's a beautiful day. It really is. And what do we got going on? Well, a bunch of things, you know. Trying to be productive. As I said, this is Labor Day weekend, so, hey... Hats off to all the hard-working motherfuckers out there, you know. Hats off to the people that, yes, they might not enjoy their job all the time and they might regard it as the devil or maybe they're underpaid or ill-appreciated or can't break that glass ceiling, whatever the fuck is going on. But you go anyway and you work hard and you contribute in a meaningful way. You know, I got people who do all kinds of things, you know. I know teachers, and I know doctors, and I know people who fill caulk tubes for a living. Uh, I know mechanics, and I know accountants, and I know lawyers, and I know people who drive garbage trucks. I know people who run frickin' seafood, frozen seafood warehouses, which is where I'm going now to pick up my seafood fest materials for tomorrow so I freaking just came back from Lowe's all kinds of people out there working at Lowe's and they're buying all kinds of citizenry or buying all kinds of shit to spruce up their homes transition from summer to fall decor and clean up after this fucked up rainstorm from Hurricane Ida, all kinds of people out there working hard, doing their best, and so this is a great time right now, actually, if you want to work, let's talk about that, because I think that there, I'm aware that there's shitloads of opportunities out there, there's scarcity in a lot of industries, some people, yes, have not gone back to work, um, post-pandemic. Some people are still milking the very end of those, hopefully the very end of those um, unemployment benefits. Right? But they're going to get kanked or canceled very soon. Look at this guy. Jesus fucking Christ. People are in some tough spots out here, I'll tell you right now. It's crazy. Got a guy in front of me. Go ahead, fuckface. That's you. Up. Um, oh, you two penis liquor. You can go. All right. I'm trying to be a good guy, you know? Um, yeah, there's some fucking characters out here, man. I saw this morning, I saw a guy at a light picking his little pup fucking popping his little pimples in the rearview mirror. I had an asshole in the left lane in front of me. I'm supposed to be making that left at Louie. And I assumed that he or she was as well. And then as soon as the light, they didn't go when we had the green arrow. And then they turn into the right lane and get in front of the car that was, you know, trying to go forward. And then ultimately turned just past the light into the fucking Dairy Queen. You fat son of a bitch. Okay? You're disgusting. 
disgusting the way you drive, you're disgusting the way you eat on a, on a Saturday morning. You're eating ice cream, you pig. Look, there's some folks cruising around with their uh, driveway sealer shit. They're sealing driveways on this beautiful day. So people out there working hard, man, what is better than hard work? All the folks that complain about their jobs or, I can't wait till I retire. What are you going to do then? Prepare to die? You need something to do. Something. Some part-time gig. You got to do something or you're going to go insane. I would. You know, I know a lot of people who are like right there. told you guys earlier in the week about, um, you know, about the folks out there who are retired and like my parents or like this guy I mentioned that uh, he's an anti-masker and he's a conspiracy theorist and all this stuff. There's folks out there that are, and like I pointed out with my friend who works at uh, the Horsham Clinic. There's a lot of people out there in that demographic, 50, 60, 70, 80, who are just scared out of their minds at a time when they should be at peace. Right? I think it has something to do with, you know, it has something to do with the pandemic and the news and the politics and the war and the unemployment and, you know, all the things that are fucking us up right now. But they also have something to do with boredom. Like, if you had better things to do, and it don't, it's not, I'm not saying don't retire. That's great. You know, now you can finally do what you want to do. But, look, man. And there's a lot of people that, that assume retirement and it lasts a year or a month. And they're like, holy shit. What the hell can I do? I need something. I can use my skills to do something. I have a teacher friend who, uh, she's, this is her last year. And she's looking forward to retirement, but and I think that she'll she'll be productive and get a lot of things done, and she'll be looking for a job. She has already said something just to keep busy, nothing too stressful, nothing you know. It'll be something her choice. Not that teaching wasn't, but I do a little acceleration. I'm sorry, Mr. Sedan. Okay, doors blown off. Um, Look, I'm happy to see Produce Junction up here. It's a lot nice and full. They got flooded the fuck out earlier in the week. That's a good place. So, I'm glad it looks like they came back. They're coming back. So anyway, I think you guys are picking up what I'm putting down work is awesome. It's such a huge part of our lives. If you're going to retire, I think you better have a plan. And if you run, if that plan fails, you need to find another plan. Something that you're going to, you know, spend your time doing. Because an idle mind is a devil's workshop. Fuck that. You want to feel like you can earn something too. You can get a little spending money. You don't need to stretch your retirement resources. Yeah, you don't want to, you know, die with a pile of money, right? Unless you want to give that to me. Okay, here I go. Captain Chucky's. 
pulling in those good old Captain Chuckies and picking our seafood up for tomorrow. It's gonna be great. Hold on. <laughs> okay, here I go. Well, Captain Chuckies, man. Well, that guy's doing back there. Seemed like a real nice fellow. Nice couple. They run Captain Chuckies. That's their work. I'm so happy for them. You know what a great thing. You know. I tell a story that there was a guy back in my old hometown. There was a couple different seafood places. Now, this is on the bay, you know, on the ocean, you know, 20 minutes away was Long Beach Island, Seaside Heights, Point Pleasant, all those places. So, back in the Pine Barrens, uh, just uh, west of Waretown, a little bit west of Waretown, well, in fucking Waretown, there was this place, there is a place called Aherns, A-H-E-A-R-N-S, Aherns, and these people been doing sea fresh seafood since Christ was a corporal, my dad used to say that, I don't even know what the fuck that means, a long time ago, these, uh, these fuckers have been doing fresh seafood, Aherns, if you're ever over there, near LBI and you want some real fresh catch, you probably get it over on the island, LBI as well, but Waretown, just just a little bit uh, up the road, Ahern's Fresh Seafood, unbelievable, you go in that place, if you like seafood, you're going to be like in all your glory, it smells like salt and fresh fish and it hits you with a, a cold freaking freeze as soon as you walk in and there's crabs in their little crab incubator or their little live crab tank and lobster, all that shit. It's there. That's Ahern's. Wonderful, wonderful place. And then you got Blackie's Clam Shack. This is along the road just off of Route 72 in LBI. Little ramshackled fucking roadside place right on the bay. And when they come in, they just drop, you know, burlap bags full of clams in the back, and they keep them cold, and they keep them uh, damp, and, I mean, fresh catch of the day, man, so that's where you go, go get clams, Captain Chucky's over here, even though we are quasi-coastal, I mean, we're a couple hours off the coast, maybe an hour and a half, the most, it's still pretty coastal, uh, they don't even have fresh clams over here, because it's too hard, you know, you can't, what are you going to do? Go down to the beach and you know, every day? It would be tough. They might be able to bring it back from the seafood uh, market or whatever down in Philly, but if they do that and they go bad, then they lose them and then they can't sell them. And so, so the question is, who wants to buy a very fragile, potentially spoiling seafood when you can just buy it frozen? Crab legs or crab cakes, which is what I have. So anyway, check out Captain Chucky's on here at 309. I've been looking out for a while. I know they have good crab cakes. I got crab cakes. I got a crab dip in a bread bowl uh, arrangement. And then I have, finally, I have these king crab legs. Almost $200 worth of seafood right there. King crab legs are like the size of my Peter. I mean, these things are gigantic. Um, you crack them. You don't have to do all the delicate 
for breaking of cracking of crabs. You basically get a scissors. You, you steam them and then you scissor them up and you get butter and garlic and you're off to the races. That's how it goes uh, with king crab. It's like a whole meal. I think it's better than lobster. For like two or three of these crab legs, it was 50 bucks. So they ain't cheap, but they're good. So, fuck it. We're going to... We're going to... Splurge tomorrow. Captain Chucky's. Prior to that, I hit the fucking uh, Lowe's. Like I said, I got some different materials there. I got a big pickaxe in the back. I got a fucking... Um, two bags of cement. I got a new plant. It's called a croton or something like that. And it's got a really, really nice looking fall plant. Got like a green slash orange tinged leaves on it. You've probably seen it if you've been to Lowe's. They're really interesting looking. A little bit more of a cooler weather plant. Hopefully they last. Because I think mums are bums. They fucking get all washed out. I say this every year. I don't. I like mums, but I don't like them. They last like a month. A month. That's all you can get out of them. And they ain't inexpensive either. So I got that. I got a fan. I've been looking to get. Uh, I'm heading home now. I'm going to drop this shit off. Freeze up the Captain Chuckies. Should probably stop and get some beer right now. For tomorrow. That would be a good idea. And then what? You guys take your fucking time, man. Where are you going? What are you doing? I'm going to go home. And we're going to see what's going on. The wife was painting the bathroom. She did not seem enthused about this. And she did not seem happy. She's not happy with me. I don't know. I think everybody's just stressed out. Sometimes she gets this thing where she feels like I'm being short with her or whatever. I love her so much. I have long days. You know, it's crazy. It's not so crazy. It's typical, maybe. You're going after it every day. You're doing your work. It's labor, you know, celebrating Labor Day. You're working hard. Look, you got to work. You got to play. But between back to school, back to work, and back to our schedules and all that shit, and that storm, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot to process, right, and so we're all struggling, and I think that that, can, that stress will then be passed along to each other, and I would never want to do that, I know that maybe I'm not the nicest guy, and I might come off as a little bit, despite, I am a, I am a nice guy, but despite, um, being like that all day long, and after a long, hard day, maybe I'm just smoked, maybe I don't want to be nice anymore, and maybe I do make little snarky comments, but none of it's ever meant sincerely, you know, I think we all do this, anyway, give her some space, we'll make up, I got a guy coming over today, my friend, the bridge keeper. Remember I said that uh, this guy's got his own bridge? He's got his own suspension bridge. His name is Art Arthur, like King Arthur. He is British. He brought, you know, commissioned me to do this bridge keeper. 
and bridge keeper and as I was concerned the Unami Creek swelled up so much in those rains the Perkyoman Creek swelled up I think it fucked he said he's got significant damage but he said he needed to get out of the house today so I hope he's got a bridge to put the bridge keeper on but he's going to come pay me today I do appreciate that because I busted my ass on that carving So I'll be seeing him around 2. I told you about that gigantic job that I did a... uh, I did a little recon for yesterday. Shit. I mean, this is a 4-foot diameter ash, 10-foot tall. I'm going to need to get scaffolding. I'm going to need to get a bigger fucking saw. It's going to cause me... It's going to be a great job. But I gotta figure out how I can really price this fairly. If it's 10 foot tall, or even 8 foot, it's 10 foot tall, and it's 4 foot, I mean, it's already, it's a $1,500 job, at least. It's a lot of surface area to carve, to seal. I definitely want the job. It's just going to be, it's going to be a big deal. Two grand. I'll do it for two grand. Twenty-five hundred dollars, something like that. A friend of mine said, you know, I said, yeah, I got a bunch of these commissions I got to get working on. He said, well, you need to start charging more. You know, you might lose a few small jobs, but you'll make more money or you make the same amount of money doing less work I might have to do that I think I price my stuff fairly but if I'm going to carve a four foot trunk fuck I just stopped by the small engine shop Beardsley's in Telford and they're all closed for the weekend good for them but I need to get a saw. I was there for to pick up a larger saw. I have to do some research, figure out what's like a real fucking powerful saw. I'm going to reach out to my friend Sully. Like if I was going to get a saw, what would she recommend? Everybody likes steel, but... I think I'm going to go with Echo. An Echo saw. I'm talking a 25-inch bar. I think that's what I'm going to have to get. On a powerful saw. 60 cubic inch. Cubic centimeter. Whatever the fuck they got there. guy behind me in his little Mustang I'll smack his little face in here. Hold on a second. Okay. Tell you, I take no pleasure in gutting you, boy. I'll take pleasure in gutting you, boy. I think that's from um, 
tombstone. So let me say this, uh, just my final note here as I head home, after just making all these fucking stops. Spoke to somebody today, my mother actually, I love her so much, I don't talk to them so much, they're in their 70s, I got a lot of things going on, grandkids and great grandkids and Cats in the Cradle and the Silver Spoon, all that shit. Anyway, she said what a bunch of people have been saying lately. I had a patient said the same thing. A new patient earlier in the week said, Ha, I don't even want to ask you what you think about Afghanistan. That means that you do want to know what I think about Afghanistan. You know, my mother said something like that. She said, it's because we have a pushover president, but the, but this will take, you know, this will take this much time. This will take an hour just to talk about it. So it's something for another time. I, I appreciate her doing that, telling me, acknowledging that it's a, it would take a while to discuss it. We'd probably be on different sides of... The, of of the argument, which I, I guess I seem like that sometimes. I seem like I'm on the opposite side of your argument, maybe. I mean, if you keep listening, well, maybe I'm not, but when you find yourself in the middle, when you're a middleman, oftentimes you come across as though you are the, the other side of the argument, no matter who you're talking to. That's why I can often get, you know, feel like my interactions become controversial, potentially, because I'm reluctant to just, you know, say at face value, oh yeah, that son of a bitch Biden, pussy president, you know, pushover, leaving our troops and vulnerable like this. Here are my thoughts on Afghanistan. I've touched on this a little bit before. And I'm no fucking expert, man. I didn't see combat. I served for four years in the, actively in the Marine Corps Infantry. Served for three years, plus or minus, in the New Jersey National Guard. This is grunt work. This is training to kill. This is, you know, training everything from bullets flying down range to blowing things up to hand-to-hand combat and all kinds of terrible things that we do in order to protect our nation or win battles or whatever we're trying to do. So I did that job and I was fortunate not to have to go on stage, to take the stage, to go to combat. I'm very happy that I did not have to, you know. There's always a part of you as a warrior, train for it, you want to get out there, go to the Super Bowl. But it's not all it's cracked up to me, I I'm, I believe. Especially when we've done them. My biggest frustration about the military is that, you know, and I did a podcast about this a couple weeks ago or something like that, to the effect of, Don't squander our service. You know, like, young men and women show, uh, they sign up 
for service, they train, they sign their life away, and they're sent off. Sometimes, I mean, we that's it. You can be called out to do whatever. You can be deployed. You're frequently deployed, even in peacetime, to prepare, to be there. So some forces are there. We, this is the side that we're on. Yeah, so your team shows up, your platoon, your squad, your company, your battalion, your fucking regiment, whatever, deploys, floats around the Mediterranean or the Pacific. Something happens in, over here. You go and you co- go out and you make a big show of force if you don't fucking kill people. Now, we don't kill as many people these days. There's not those traditional wars where they're, you know, put all these people on the battlefield and everybody goes, you know, starts killing each other because we're kind of a pseudo stalemate. Whereby, if, I mean, right? If I do something foolish, if I decide that I'm going to go out and start a fight with somebody and it gets to a certain level, we could get nukes involved, you know, we could decimate entire cities, we could do horrible things. It's a lot easier for us to do horrible things. So the powers that be are somewhat responsible enough to refrain from really made, you know, fucking with other, other um, countries. Even the U.S., the likelihood that we're going to invade in North Korea or something like that, it's almost impossible because they have nukes. So we would have to, you know, drop a bomb or whatever, kill all these people. We take the risk of killing millions of innocent people, potentially, rather than meeting on a battlefield and, you know, this is what we do. Yeah, that, that stuff is over for the time being. We can only pull that off in places where... They don't have nukes. And, you know, so what do you got? Places like Afghanistan. But all around that area, there are other countries with nukes. And they, even though the battlefield is involving these poor tribal people, you know, there exists Israel and the U.S. and Iran and India and all these other countries, Saudi Arabia, that do have really devastating capabilities. And so we all stand by and we watch... And we send troops in to these places and we blow things up and, you know, go kill the bad guys. And then what happened in Afghanistan? We we sat there for decades. Of course, the harder you, the longer you stay, the harder it is to leave. Right? I think of an analogy. Well, somebody stay with you, they, you know, whatever. You don't know if you're ever going to get rid of them take somebody in out of the kindness of your heart or, you know, you let your friend stay with you, he's a bachelor just got a divorce um, you know, he gets you want to give him a place to lay his head for you know, a couple weeks, a month alright, you got our basement as long as you need it, the guy's not leaving you know, it's, it's possible happens all the time so think about that just in a civilian capacity now you've got troops committed over land, deployment's happening you know, you do your show of force, you have to maintain that, if you shrink, well, the enemy could strike, they could regain the ground, just like happened in Afghanistan, with the Taliban taking everything over again, so, what do I think about Afghanistan, oh, I don't even want to ask you, 
because it would be so simple for me to say, oh, Biden's a pussy, he did this all the wrong way, he's a pushover president, he's no good. Like, but it's so, I don't know, so fucking dumb. It's such a small idea to say that. Now, on the other hand, Biden is the guy who's in the hot seat. He's going to take all these slings and arrows. He is going to be the recipient of all of these... Um, criticisms about the withdrawal, and rightfully so, you know, rightfully so, but I don't know really how much differently it could have been done. It's not as if Biden just went in there and decided, hey, this is what we're going to do. There's people that are on the ground, military personnel, freaking intelligence personnel, that are watching everything, and somehow, some way, they did not anticipate, they did not plan for, they couldn't possibly, I don't know what what the scenario is, but this ultimate scenario of, um, you know, on the one hand, it's not a surprise at all, right, because there was a deal struck by the United States and the Allies with the Taliban that eventually we were going to leave, and the Afghan you know, force. Eventually, we were going to leave. It was that it was given a date. It was August thirty first, right? And so, as that date approached, the people that inhabit Afghanistan decided, you know what? Or the Taliban, they decided, you know, we're going to fucking do it. We're going to do what we want to do. We, you know, we're going to. They probably communicated among themselves even with the Afghan forces, and said, listen, with their culture, with their society, they said, we're coming in. We can do it with bloodshed, we can do it with force. These guys got to leave. We're coming back in, and we're going to take all these cities, and we're going to restore our whatever, caliphate, whatever it is. I don't even know if that's the right term. Again, I'm no fucking expert on this. But I think it's a lot more complex than people are saying. People's going to say that it's a what is it, a democratic thing now? Uh, is it a, is it a Joe Biden thing because he's an old senile man who's a pushover? Is that what it is, or is it a lot more complex than you're preparing to than you're prepared to really get into it? Comes right down to it. Is it? You know, do you really understand? Do I really? Do I really understand what is happening? And the answer is no. But I think that war is fucking hell. And I think that before we start really, you know, we rally around our troops and we protect the troops. Uh, We have your back. Never forget somebody dies and we put all the, their names out there and all that stuff. We'll never leave you behind. You know, I get that stuff. I agree with it. I feel the same way. But it's very complex. And our leaders that Joe Biden exemplifies, I mean, he, he is the president today. But for centuries... Young men, mostly, have been sent off to fight and potentially die in conflicts. And some of those conflicts, the the rationale for the fight, 
whatever we were trying to protect or win or whatever ground advantage uh, we were trying to gain, it might not have turned out the way that we have wanted. So the reality is we spent two decades in a nation. Two decades. And we accomplished many objectives. But in the end, Afghanistan is going to be Afghanistan. That's it. At some point, we got to leave. They say things like the graveyard of empires. They say things like, you have the time, but we have the clock. Meaning that they don't fucking care. They know that at some point, the inhabitor, the, the, the occupying forces are going to leave. And then, what will be, will be. Now, will we still have some sort of assets in the area operating in some way? Sure. Will there be other uprisings? And will we try to antagonize? Or, or are we going to work with the Taliban? You know? The people that supposedly were harboring Osama bin Laden. Well, they were, right? This is where these people live. Like, even though bin Laden was from Saudi Arabia, right? Rich family in Saudi Arabia. He believed in this, you know, in whatever cause, jihad or whatever, so strongly that he went and lived and trained and fought different forces that were occupying a place like Afghanistan fought against the Russians, we trained him, we helped him to do that, our CIA was involved, so very complex, are we going to say it's Biden's fault for withdrawing the troops, or you've had the troops stay there for a long time, these troops, these Marines that died, it's fucking terrible, it's tragic, it should never have happened, yes, however, that shit could happen at any time. We're lucky that all those planes that were coming and going weren't picked off by an RPG or a, some sort of missile, some sort of rocket, right? They probably tried to do that. And now we're going to talk about people who were left over there, you know, dogs who were left over there, and uh, American citizens who were left over there, college students and gay people and, uh, you know, women who were... On robotics teams and all this stuff. It's quite the ball of wax, my friends. It's quite the ball of wax. Joe Biden, he's just a fucking politician, just like the rest of them. Okay? He's the guy who says, for the time being, I'm in charge. You've got an influence. He was a guy that had to sort this out because we had to get out of there. And we started evacuating. You know, it was not. They, the Taliban probably did, took all this ground in order to push the process. In order to give us a sense of urgency. Okay, you're going to get out by August 31st. Or, because we're coming in, we're going to go to Kabul. You know, if your job is to get out... And, you know, they, they were basically calling our bluff. 
we probably would have been in there forever. We probably never would have left on the 31st of August, as evidenced by the sense of urgency we had in our egress, enlisting, uh, you know, civil civilian aircraft, passenger jets, enlisting that, and you know, evacuating thousands of people. If the Afghans still had that airport and there was security around, we would have taken this, taken this fucking, our sweet ass time getting out of there. And so, seems like we're out for the most part. Yeah, and in the process, the Taliban, they took other bases and shit and they liberated a bunch of prisoners, 5,000 prisoners that we had imprisoned on a base, forget, uh, forget where, what the name of the base was, but we imprisoned all these bad guys in there. If they were truly bad guys, we should have probably just killed them. If they really meant us harm, they should be dead. So they're out in circulation again, and yes, Afghanistan is going to be a training ground and a, uh, you know, an incubator for terrorists and all kinds of shit. And we'll have to go back in, or somebody will go back in, and we'll be a part of it and all this stuff. So, proxy wars is the term. There's all these proxy wars out there. We are, we fought there. We killed our bad guys. We got Bin Laden. Okay, then we propped up the Afghan army, which is our chosen side. And against the Taliban, now um, they weren't strong enough to stand, or didn't want to stand, or whatever. And here we are again. So, a very interesting topic. Obviously, it didn't. T- it wasn't as short as is probably twenty minutes I'm spending on this. It's a lot more complex than, oh, Joe Biden's a pushover president, or he's a pussy, and if such and such was in there, we would have done this. What would we have done? Do we really want to get out of there? Do we really want to bring our troops home? Do we have the resources to spread around right now? Does it make sense for us to be fighting in the Middle East at this juncture when we've got all kinds of terrible problems, things that we need to handle here? As an infantryman, I would have been fucking proud for to do a civilian mission like, you know, helping, you know, Louisiana get back on its feet, throwing sand, filling sandbags and throwing them in the dike, trying to prevent people from getting flooded. I would have been proud to go and rebuild after a hurricane, or to, you know, get to work on our in, our country's infrastructure and help build bridges and repair shit and just really get where we need to be. Call it, um, what do you call it, like uh, we're on our own sort of thing. We don't need to be the world's policemen. We need to focus on ourselves for a while. We need to be a little Switzerland-like 
for a while, do what we're good at. We're good at making money. We're good at we're good at playing people against other people. We're good at fucking. We fought and died on many a conflict, trying to be on the right side of the conflict. I say, bring the troops home. Fortify our fucking our borders. Destroy the you know legalize drugs to a degree, so that we can end this failed drug war prosecute anybody who mass produced drugs like fentanyl which is super powered heroin and all these fucking meds that they had people on in our country and we just kind of turned our head the other way and said oh my god these this overdose rate is crazy you've been down to Philly, you know, railroad tracks there's all kinds of you know, they want to do heroin or needle exchange programs so people don't get HIV. I mean, it's crazy. We, our country is in a shambles. And we're talking about, some people are like, ah, I can't believe that Joe Biden, you know, pulled us out of there. He could have done it differently. But no, we got 10 Marines died. You're lucky there's not many more Marines dead. <coughs> it's fucking terrible. Makes me want to go in there with the entire Marine Corps and kill everybody. can't do that, can we? So, very interesting, man. It's very interesting how people, I don't know, maybe it would be easier, I'd be better off just to be a simpleton and just throw around insults about the current president or, um, yeah, masks are bullshit or whatever. I got more, more of that crap going on too. Oh my God. Local school district sent an email because they voted six to three or something several weeks ago to make masks optional, which adjacent, an adjacent school district that my wife works at made masks mandatory. Masks optional for my, my kid's school district, though. And now they're making a letter, uh, wrote a letter, the board president says, well, yeah, um, you know, we could have spent time, our time would have been put to better use if we hadn't been arguing about this, you know, trying to, you know, determine whether we should have masks or no masks. Just wear a fucking mask, you fucking loser. The hell's the problem with you? You want your kids to get sick? Do you want to have to close down the schools? Do you want more harsh uh, restrictions? you want a, a flared-up Delta variant in our community? you want this to ever end? And be a big boy and a big girl. Put a fucking mask on your face. I hate these things. Nobody likes them, man. Nobody likes them. But sometimes you got to do things you don't like. Nobody likes to leave, you know, a military conflict that we lost, you know, thousands of guys and gals. Thousands of lives lost. Nobody likes to have to leave, have to get on a plane and leave. We want to fucking, we should hit them real hard on their way out. Yeah. Okay. That's the id speaking. That's like some, it's the ego speaking. We always got to get our licks in. The people are fucking dumb. They don't, they don't really look at questions, big questions and analyze them and poke them from all sides. Instead, fuck 
God damn it. I gotta go back to Lowe's. That's okay. I'll go back to Lowe's. I forgot my LP tank. Wife will probably need some anyway. Anyway, you guys know what I'm saying. I hope you do. I'm not trying to be ignorant or anything. Far from it. I'm trying to be thoughtful. I want you to be thoughtful. I want you to really measure twice and cut once. You know, don't have to be an asshole. You don't have to just make some assertion that is made out of anger and ignorance and emotion, ultimately. You gotta calm down. You gotta be the middleman. Alright? Alright, all you hard workers out there, have a wonderful Labor Day. I'm gonna go get my seafood in the freezer. Huh! <laughs>